programming note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said like a hundred times it was 100% Jason, and it's not, so we apologize for the yeah. errors. <laughs> Just found Elliot Falls Twitter account. Welcome to Off the Crossbar, the off-season. Late night edition. Oh yeah, it is, it is quite late. It's 10.35 in the evening. On a Tuesday. Yeah. I usually work from home on Wednesdays, so this will be fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fancy guy. I know. Matt got a haircut. He's feeling very fancy. Very yeah. fancy. I'm wearing a shirt with buttons on it. <laughs> and a sweater. I'm wearing sweats. <laughs> so you're wearing a cardigan. I did right have now, a... you know what cardigans remind me of? When we hired Pet Keen, we all wore cardigans. Oh, oh dear. Um, yeah, I was at a fancy dinner, and then I was at a chocolate tasting, and now I'm here, and I'm glad you guys could join me at this night ever. This late hour. I do have some uh, cacao beans that have been roasted on the table. I will invite you to try some later. Nice. Uh, Trevor's going to noisily eat some chocolate on air it sounds like i'm gonna eat all of this chocolate this is really good sounds please don't eat all of it i'd still like some oh well get some while it's hot all right uh so it's been a fairly substantial week for real salt lake i think you could say Uh, since our last show two weeks ago or so uh some stuff has happened yeah, and here's the thing. We, some, we, some. We've got this outline that we're looking at, and it feels like it covered all the stuff from today, but I also feel like there was stuff like that happened last week and a week and a half ago that we're for sure going to miss. Did anything happen? Did anything good happen the week of Thanksgiving? I don't know. When we go oh, to break, no, we'll we'll add any recap we I'm need thinking to. of, like, league stuff. There was, like, with the stage one of the reentry oh, stuff. like there The were, reentry process. The reentry process last draft. There was so many moves. Like, I didn't expect... Hardly anything, but there was a lot of trades that went down. Yeah. Nashville has signed a bunch of people. Inter signed a whole bunch of free agents and made several trades. Like, league-wide, yes. there was a lot of stuff. That You're going to defect and become an Inter supporter, aren't you? No, not even a little bit. <laughs> oh, Italian it, soccer fans. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're confusing it again, Matt. Yeah. Uh, I don't They're know the how same many team, times over this. It's <laughs> Red and Blue Milan. They play in the same stadium. They're the same team. Got it. Yeah, I think we have to issue a very small correction. Um, that is that is plastic. Uh, definitely one hundred percent claimed and made it. I mean, basically, what I'm getting at is I have to get a Jason Crisis or new head coach tattoo removed from my chest because <laughs> I had said that so many times, and here I am. So. So I yeah. know I know we had that second, but let's start with. Oh, that. sorry. No, you're you're Just good. Follow the outline. So so aside from the tattoo, I think we <laughs> we all kind of expected Jason Kreis to end up as our coach. Like uh, two weeks ago, yeah. Two we weeks did. ago, uh, one because I think personally I like to get ahead of myself and ahead of rumors and think everything's done and everything's peachy, uh, but we saw some news today uh, detailing why that broke down. Uh, so, Trevor, do you want to read these tweets from Sam Stashkel and Taylor Twelve? Stashkel. Stashkel. We're friends with this guy. We should know how to say his name. Stashkel. Sounds like he said it right. Stashkel. Is it? It's yeah. Stashkel. That's what he says on seems Twitter. Seems like he. Okay. It seems like he may have taken seems like, away. The, yeah, I think he um, made it more simple because it sounds like you may have said it correctly that first time with the. Thanks, lo- Kyle. He he made some sounds that aren't really in the English language. <laughs> 
right? Who, Matt? Yeah, I guess yeah so. he does. What's that. the origin of this name? I'll look it up while That's Trevor the reads the tweets. I don't know tweets. what the origin of the name read the is. Tweets, so I don't want to be the Trevor, guy read the like, tweets. Read the you tweets. pronounce your name wrong. But anyway, Sam said, uh, no, let I me start he... with Twelman. Uh, nice. Taylor Twelman, everybody's favorite. Um, it's Czech. <clears throat> no, is it Czech? It's ah. Czech. Well, okay. Now learn how to speak Czech and then tell me how to pronounce his name. Twelman said, um, after the news broke, Jason Christ was offered the job, and sources tell me that his, quote, counter-offer offended the decision-makers leading to the offer being pulled. Freddie did a job last year and deserves a chance, but how difficult is this task? Question mark. When he, when he mark. says, how difficult is this task, does he mean the coaching job from here on out? Yeah, it's pretty vague, right? It, it could be any number of things. I, I feel like he's saying that there's problems with rsl and like it's difficult to come in and be hired as the guy as like the second choice behind jason right seems like obviously he is at this point yeah he wasn't their first choice which i mean which is which is interesting considering the context that sam adds here yeah Yeah. sam adds more he says adding to this told that the offer was initially for christ to be both coach and gm but it eventually progressed for him to be sporting director and Juarez to remain as head coach. Sources tell me that that's tell me that was where things stood when discussions broke down, which makes me think that maybe the sporting director thing might have been Jason's counter offer. Yeah, I, I, it's possible. It's what's the difference between a GM and a sporting director? So sporting director just has like more control over player acquisition and like style of play that the team ends up employing and. That it's basically like upper management, right? He's basically, ba- like he's basically just the guy. He bridges the gap between the GM and the coach as like a guy for both of them to report to. And right now sense. we have Rob Zarkos in that role, oh. uh, who was kind of caught up in That's the right. the Weibel Petkey conversation, right? Yeah. Didn't Zarkos in in some of those court filings? Didn't he say he was leaving? Or Craig said yeah, I, that Rob was. Leaving I think as Craig well? implied that Rob was leaving, but Rob Zarkos is. A through-and-through Deloy Hansen guy. He's yeah, worked he's... for him for a long time before his involvement with Braille Salt Lake, and he kind of got moved into that. I believe yeah, that he worked for some of his housing developments in in Washington, if memory serves. Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Trevor, don't eat more chocolate yet. We'll take a break. You can eat chocolate <laughs> okay. then. All right. Yeah, I forgot Rob was still here, so Christ was basically... His, his fatal mistake was trying to take out one of Deloitte's guys. Or yeah, well, yeah, and that's an executive vice president position. And, and I think there's certainly room, I think, in the ladder there or in the, the management pyramid. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, obviously someone like Rob is going to have more involvement with uh, Utah Royals. I think it's unclear uh, if Jason Kreiss's role would have included that at all. Um, it's clear that the development ladders for those are completely different necessarily right you, you don't get overlap with with royals it's mostly facilities it's uh the way you manage it's we love the promotion. rsl development ladder as yeah. it was coined today yeah that. they threw that in there multiple times yeah but i think it's interesting that jason when he apparently offered himself to be the sporting director in his counter offer he still wanted freddie as the head coach well let's say i don't i don't <clears throat> think that he did, or I—I I don't know. We're obviously that, speculating a, yeah. at this point, but I are feel we ever like, going to know the truth? I mean, somebody will. We got to ask that guy on Twitter. He probably knows. He did break the news after all. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. He did break. He broke. And several we'll pieces we'll of news get to more okay, of that sorry. later. Oh, but, uh, yeah, no, I think 
I don't know. Like I said, I'm reading between the lines here for sure, so I could be way off. But I feel like Jason, as part of his counteroffer, may have said, like, let me be sporting director. And that would leave Freddie as a coach. And maybe the team was like, no, we want you as a coach and a GM. And he said, if that's what you want, then maybe pay me a lot of money. And that's where yeah, there's, the there's a offended lot of decision there. makers stuff comes in i i yeah there's obviously a lot of layers to it and we don't know yeah but it sounds like it was at, at the very least more interesting than we yeah there yeah was it was it. not entirely clear cut what the roles would be i'm just from sad outside yeah i'm just sad about the lack of nostalgia it was gonna be so fun yeah dang but we've got you know the other news to talk about so let's let's lay out <laughs> four <laughs> positions uh, that's right we gotta move on the, no, the, the four so positions we announced to officially today. Uh, Freddie Juarez was hired as head coach. I usually render that as coach because what does head mean? Nothing. True. It's coach and assistant coach. Anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, Elliot Fall as general manager. Tony Beltran hmm. as assistant general manager. Handsome. Very. Uh, and Dan Egner as technical director of uh, what I believe was the, quote, <laughs> development ladder. Now, that's a Deloy Hansen statement. Uh, I don't think his title is technical director of development ladder. Probably just simply <laughs> technical director. Yeah, but that's uh, his focus. And, well, and, and that's what... And so he's moving up from the Real Monarchs role, where he was just general manager. Uh, and this will be more involved in, in uh, building through the academy, that sort of thing. But also will be acting as general manager for Rail Monarch. So no change there. Yeah. It's or just like added responsibilities, basically. Yeah. It's, it's to help bridge the gap between the Academy, Monarchs, and Which I, I think everyone re- thinks is necessary. Yeah. And you hear a lot about. Uh, reaction to this has been, I'd say, decidedly mixed. I am curious how that hire of the development ladder fits in with RSL's like Academy Director of Coaching. Yeah. guy that we we snagged there seems to be a lot of overlap between which these things, right? I, I i did we talk about that that seems like a pretty underrated hire he's that like was the, that's yeah Tom that's what i'm talking about like, was was half, like a week and a half ago. yeah it was the dude that coached oh, like all the belgian <clears throat> the golden era of the belgians this was like fellaini and Lukaku. i don't know if this is coach. if we've talked about this or not but this guy feels like it's this guy the athletic athletic article yeah. about it. and, and we'll a, talk about that more after the break so we don't need to dive in too far there was a I lot of rumors of or there's been discussion of like Deloitte really liking some dutch guy that worked with a bunch of <clears> was that so, him i feel like that's him i don't know him. if we ever like got confirmation on that but there was a lot of people that pegged it as Aaron Winter, the yeah. former TFC coach. <coughs> Deloitte's got a, this, a Dutch This guy fetish. fits that profile. Yeah, he was in that rumor profile a lot more than I think Aaron Winter ever did. Yeah. Anyway, so I wonder how that stacks up against the uh, technical director of development ladder that Deloitte. <laughs> he also said the uh, phrase "fixed place," which I we think he means set piece. Because yeah. he used it in the context of... Of scoring fixed place goals. Freddie's promised us six six more fixed place goals. <laughs> Freddie's promised us six more fixed place goals. See, what? I'm people, six? people are going to hear... Yeah, yeah well, <clears throat> well, Freddie's going to say why do you make, wants to say to get the job. That's why, not a realistic... But why specifically a number, though? That's I not true. That definitely is a like coaching because, targets, right? Like, okay, but... 
Yeah, well, no, because as a coach, like you're breaking down the team and you're looking at, well, how did we score goals this okay. year? We got goals off of counters. We got goals off of penalties. We got goals off of free kicks. We got goals off of corner kicks. It just seems and so as specific. you break down like your goal production, you can see where you know obviously you're deficient and set pe- or fixed place goals <laughs> was right. definitely a deficiency for us this year. We didn't. It have, was. I mean, I don't know if you count penalty kicks as Jeremy fixed Nadem's place goals. Like sick I doubt it. But I would. I how many? Bet. How many free kick goals did we have this year? Free kick or corner kick? Not. I many. think it might have been four, like tops. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Not enough. Certainly. Yeah, and we had like twelve penalties. I think. Yeah. That's how I mean, Albert scored yeah. all of his goals. Yeah. I mean, there's something hey, to that, right? Listen. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> so Freddie Freddie Juarez as coach. Yeah. Uh, let, let's start there. We'll go down, you know, go down the rest of the uh, ladder. Um, Trevor, why don't you lead us off? How do you feel about Freddie Juarez being named as head coach? I, you know, I'm fine with it. It's like I feel I may have said this a few weeks ago. I don't know if I did, but I feel like if Jason Christ didn't happen, Freddie was obviously going to happen just because that's the way that this organization works and has worked under Deloitte. A lot of times we just kind of go for the easy guy that's already kind of halfway there and just give him the actual title. I mean, we literally have never hired a head coach outside of... I mean, Petke was close, but he was with the Monarchs first. So it's yeah, definitely... There was, the, there was a lot of talk definitely of the RSL he got way. brought over two Monarchs to get hired up as soon as right. Kassar was left. Yeah, I feel was very... Left as soon as Kassar got fired. Yeah, yeah, he was immediate... But yeah, that's that's how this team, especially especially with coaches. But generally speaking, this team hires people that they know that they're comfortable with. They don't really go for outside hires. This anyone who's surprised the by first this guy that like yeah that it, I've not heard of that came over to the team. You anyone know I mean? who's surprised by this has not been like really paying attention to the club for yeah. the last however long since Chekets is was well since the club's existence yeah outside of the been, first hire right? yeah uh this was the least surprising thing and, ever and i guess I garth lagerway was yeah i don't think we interviewed anyone else other than jason I no think. we probably didn't yeah and should, that's, that's should kind we of, have I mean, here's the thing uh the way that rsl works obviously i don't think that they're going to i don't think that they think that they need to but the way that you probably should run a sports organization is you should be trying to win games and you should be trying to interview as many people as you can and you should be interviewing more people than a guy that you've known for 12 years and then another guy that you've also known for 12 years like you should be there are plenty of coaches right now that are available lots of them probably would never come to mls but you should be reaching out to those people you should be trying to hire those people you should be trying to get the best most qualified guy for the job rsl doesn't do that and they haven't. So we don't do that with players. Really we don't do that with coaches. Yeah. We yeah, don't do that. There are, there are the so many coaches that are available that? right now that we definitely could reach right. out to. Yeah. We could I, try to poach coaches that are in bad situations, but we just don't as an organization. So yeah. should we have interviewed more people? Absolutely. Should we have tried to get a better guy than Freddie? Absolutely. But if that's the, not the reality yeah. of this team. I mean, if we were always going to hire Freddie or Jason then and if that was the end if that was if we ended last season with that in mind then there's no reason to just ha- interview other people if it's just for show and possibly alienate Freddie or something yeah. like if it's if you're honestly doing what people are clamoring for to be due diligence and like hiring process uh like you got to be taking honest look, but if you know you're going with either Jason or Freddie, then it's pointless to uh, yeah. 
to yeah. get hired or to interview anyone else, yeah. I guess. So I think one aspect to consider here is that it it was something that had to be completed relatively quickly. Yeah. Uh, the MLS offseason is well, pretty rigorous, right? Let's, let's back up because no, it didn't. Because we got rid of Petke in Ju- Ju- July, August? August 11th, I believe. We could have started searching for a coach then. Yeah. I maybe, think that's maybe fair. Maybe we did, maybe we didn't, I don't know. But you can definitely interview a lot of guys between August and September. And then go ahead and interview Freddie and then put him up against all the other guys you interviewed. And When did Craig get let go? Was it, like, it was right before our first playoff game? Yeah, it was like late September, early October. Give or take, yeah. But when that's, all the court stuff like, really started getting going. Yeah, there that was, was there was time to do more than we did. And I think it's also not surprising that we didn't do more than we did, but we could have. Yeah. We're not we're not the we're I mean we all know we're not the club to blow cash to to win. We're the it's explicitly stated multiple times. Deloitte's like there are many ways to be successful and we should probably just ignore the fact that the majority of the teams that have gotten to the finals, the the MLS Cup final in the last 10 years, have been the ones that spend the most, but that's fine. Um, it's out of Colorado Rapids in 2010. The majority? I don't think that's true. Is well, it maybe not? the majority, but if Seattle, it's a majority, got, it's like 60 40. It's not well, a huge that's true. We got majority. Seattle and Toronto for the last however many years. We did, years but that we also there. have had. Columbus and Portland recently too. That was that was kind of the off one, right? Portland I, uh, has spent money, but they've spent it really stupidly. The yeah. last like couple big money transfers that they brought in have all been busts. All right, so last, but let's say the last five besides years, besides those couple Seattle, big money transfers, they don't Toronto, spend that much money. Atlanta, Portland. I, where would we put Portland in that? So they're certainly not a development first. No, team, they're not. But they're no, not they're a big not, money they team they either. Spend they're in between. They spend more. They they do spend more than we do. It seems conservative do icon. No, they also. I seem, wish we had that payroll thing in front of us because I they feel also like they, their payroll might be lower than Savarisi, which I would have liked to see instead of Pecky. Honestly, yeah, that was the who I wanted. But anyway. Um, it's explicitly stated by Deloitte that we're trying to win as much as possible with as little money spent as yeah. possible, yeah. and we all know that to be true. So they want to win know. a different way, right? Yeah. yeah, and he. It's a difficult place to work. It's as we know and has been reported. Um, as Taylor said, it's a, how difficult is this task? It's a difficult place to work. I assume Deloitte undercuts market value for what he'd be willing to offer a coach anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, eh, this was expected. Yeah. All, all things considered. So knowing that, you know, we, we feel okay about it uh, from, like, an organizational perspective and all that, uh, how do we feel from a playing perspective? And Kyle, why don't you lead us off this time? I'm sorry, Kyle. <laughs> well, I was, yeah. I mean, I feel very, I feel the exact same way I did when Kassar was hired, honestly. Or like when when Kassar was determined to be the head coach. He was never interim, was he? He just no. got the job as soon as, after Jason left. Yeah. Yeah, so. And they did I, do some more interviews. At yeah. That point. I remember, I think we did. I remember feeling, I remember saying explicitly, this is a safe hire and I was happy with it and the way that season started, I think we were weirdly undefeated for a long time. A lot of draws. Yeah, it was like 10 games was, or something. It was like a lot of draws. Yeah. yeah, and we had stuck with the diamond, and we were kind of just seeing how long we could ride the uh, the former Jason wave. So I, I don't. I honestly don't know how to feel. I, I feel similar to then. I feel like it's a safe hire, a, all things considered, a good hire, I guess. Um, 
I just I don't want to feel as pissed off as I did towards the end of this last season with some yeah. of the uh, lineup decisions, the substitution patterns that this entire organization seems to suffer from, including the Monarchs during the playoff run. But that was proven wrong because you know they won the championship. Oh, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I I mean it's a lot easier to overlook those things when you're winning, right? It is true, and the results did speak for themselves in a lot of cases last at the end of the season like he took over and the players clearly like him and we did well and we made the playoffs we won a really good game uh had a really bad showing against seattle and then that's so like competent but bad yeah. right yeah, yeah. It, bad in the way that i feel like there were things that could have mainly the last time we played seattle before that we dismantled them with the lineup that i really wanted um yeah but so it depends you, as far as Seattle goes, you can easily chalk that up to Brian Schmetzer just being a better coach. He is, Friday. and playing on turf, and playing in the playoffs, and in, yeah. in CenturyLink. It's a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so I get it. And it was the end of the season, and it had been a long one for everyone. So I don't know. The players the players really like or uh, Elliot. Him too, probably. But they really like Freddie, as we've heard from everyone, I think. I, yeah. Even Bofo, who was getting... Um, getting no time at the end of the season on the rival podcasts podcast said he really liked Freddie, even though he had gotten benched and didn't know why and wasn't getting time. Like he loved Freddie, which was interesting to hear. Um, so yeah, I, I know I'm scared that we just have another players coach again, like with Kassar, but I don't get a lot of those same vibes that I got from Kassar, where he kind of was just the people pleaser. Yeah, and that I mean, way. he was the drinking buddy, right? Like, yeah. yeah, and I don't get those vibes get from. Team. Yeah, I don't I think anyone ever Freddy. does that with Freddie. He probably it's like goes home and watches tape. Yeah, yeah. It seems he's and everyone, everyone has spoken to his his tactician side. So I don't know. I, he's he's definitely a guy to compare him to Kassar again. Kassar went from being a player to an assistant coach to an assistant coach. And he's a goalkeeper. From MLS assistant coach to MLS assistant coach to MLS head coach. Freddie's gone up and down the ladder, starting with, I mean, 15, 16, 17-year-olds coaching at the academy. Yeah, and he started with with youth teams in El Paso, right? Yeah. And then he got hired hired at the academy, was there for several years, worked his way up to... Um, was he hired straight to the Monarchs? Yeah, he was, yeah, he was head hired coach. as a head coach for the Monarchs. And then he went up to an assistant coach for MLS. So he rode the ladder a lot more, and he understands the difference between coaching kids and coaching um, adults, right? Professionals. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Near Coaching adults. professionals. And I feel like somebody that's had that track record is much better about, is not a friend of everybody. Yeah. I feel like that's partly what contributed to Kassar was he was always just went from player to straight to being an MLS coach. So he was just on an MLS bench for 20-some-odd years, and that's yeah. all he knew was just how to be on a bench and be a good team player. And Freddie knows how to coach fundamentals. He knows how to coach tactics. He knows how to coach players of all different levels. The only concern, somebody brought it up on Twitter. I don't remember who, but somebody brought it up and said that the only concern that they have is whether he can manage a locker room, manage like a professional yeah. ego-driven locker room. And that's, I think, really the only valid concern you can have as far as Freddie's resume goes. He, I don't know that he's shown that he can definitely do that, 
but also I don't think we have we don't have like a Zlatan. We don't have. I'm concerned about one player on this roster and how those I mean, kind of players. I know that are we, like really Donny Toya is a hard personality. I've heard. So. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say Natum. He's just got a oh, huge yeah. hot head, rude to everyone, never said a nice <laughs> thing to about anyone in the club. So, yeah, I'm really worried about Natum's ego <laughs> and Fred. Yeah, I, I don't think that that's. That's a valid concern, but I don't think it's a valid concern for this team because we just don't have those players that you've got to like be constantly worried about. Yeah, generally and, and speaking, we've if we do have those players, there, we've right? had a few here and there, but usually the solution to that is not fix it by the coach; it's get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, you're a Mopsisian who Deloy Hansen is still seething about. Yeah, period. <laughs> so he brought salty. it up in the press conference today. Like weirdest press conference. Yeah, dude, he brought not up the weirdest. Come well. On. It's one of the weirder ones I've seen from Deloitte. I feel like Deloitte just does weird press conferences. Every time I hear Keep him Deloitte speak. Keep Deloitte weird. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Every time I hear him go long form speaking, I'm like, why are you doing this? <laughs> you would think that after the video came out that he would have. I mean, he's not. Eh, whatever. This ESPN 700 interview just killed me. But yeah, still talking about Yura and Ortunio. Yeah. Um, well, he, just kind of a disaster. Oh, man. Do you remember? I mean, he, he mentioned those. T- I. Sure, I've told you guys before. I ran into him once when I was... Yura? No, no, no. Deloitte. I ran into Deloitte one day oh, at lunch dear. when I was working up in Logan. And talked to him for like two seconds. and was just like, introduce myself. Hey, I'm a season ticket holder. Blah, blah, blah. And Tell he, me some rumors. I'll he, post them on Twitter. No, we had a conversation. It lasted two minutes, two or three minutes. He It was right after they signed Vero uh, for the oh, Royals. Yeah. So he was stoked on that. And yeah. then he brought up that he's still got... He wishes he could bring players like Vero over to RSL, big name players, but he can't because his hands are tied by a couple of bad contracts over there. And he didn't say Yora and Ortuño, but that's who he's referring that's to. Who it was after Ortuño. I think it was right about the time that Ortuño was. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be like if that. it was when Vero was signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. like, and that was just a two minute conversation with a fan that he doesn't know. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, He's this is a, it up that, like, this is a, it's obviously something that's been on his mind for a very long time, and he, he I don't probably know. knows who you are, Trevor. I can't imagine how a guy like that <laughs> well, feels does, about. Course. I can't imagine how a guy like that feels about sending money just into the ether. I bet that just I'm every sure night. It. Every night he's just like he's writing in his journal. He's like, Arya Starking, Euromovsisian's <laughs> name over and over, <laughs> talking about the guy he's gonna take out. Parody, parody. But anyway, so anyway, Anyway, back to Freddie Juarez. How do do you feel about that hire, Matt? I actually feel pretty good about it. Uh, I know that's not a popular opinion. There's Um, a lot of pissed off people. Yeah. And RSL Soapbox comments today full of pissed off people. And I I get it. Um, I get that it feels like we lacked ambition. What were the people pissed off about? Is it just that, simply that just we what you didn't said. get somebody better? Probably just what you said. Okay. Like, we didn't even try to find someone yeah. else. I don't read the comments. So I don't either. I don't know what people are saying. I bet it's that. I mean, because that's understandable, but it's like, yeah, like what are we going to do? That's fair, but like I said, like if you've been a fan of this team for the you last know, 10 years, you know it's coming. Years, like, yeah. you we know knew it was how coming. It works. He got us. Petke got another season after, after quite literally a, one of the worst runs of form we'd seen from the team in a long time into the where we beat LAFC in the playoffs we barely made the playoffs that season we because scraped El, in. because the the Dynamo beat the Galaxy by a certain amount of goals in LA and like all these results went our way 
And Pecky wouldn't have got another season if if we didn't make the playoffs. No. This cl- this this club's goal is to make the playoffs. That year we we got it's five to make points. noise in the playoffs. I would say like if we get to the playoffs four and points. we beat a good team, then that's like a successful yeah. season. Yeah, it was four points from our last five games. We had playoffs in the bag with one more point. Yeah, we barely we, we made it not by our own. I mean, we had a you're good earlier in there, but yeah. So if the club makes the playoffs and puts up a good fight in one or two games, then they call that a success. So I think no matter what was going to happen, it was going to be, I mean, Freddie was going to stick around. So yeah. yeah. Freddie was talking today. I read that he was talking today about um, wanting to get back to winning trophies. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Which as long as the same, line at least, at least have the decency to ever. lie to us and say our goal is trophies. When yeah. Andy Carroll was like, yeah, the goal is to make the playoffs. I was like, dude, don't even like. <laughs> That's such a yeah, bad I mean, attitude. You could say, lie like, to me. We want to make the top four every season to give ourselves the best chance at trophies. Yeah, but that's so different. Saying we just want to make the. Playoffs. He straight up said we just like the goal is to make the playoffs. Like, at least, at least treat me like I'm not an idiot. Like, lie to me. Yeah, lie to me like you used to, please, yeah. Andy. We, man. Anyway, yeah. not said. Oh, so yeah. I almost did that hamstring thing again. You know, <laughs> yeah, I remember I feel when you like did that. Start so yeah, Freddie so was the is a good, safe, and acceptable hire. But I understand why people are pissed because yeah, yeah I, and well, I people feel are going to be good. pissed because well, I, yeah. Sorry, we're beating the dead horse, but totally. people are going to be pissed because they want better from a club that's not going to get them better. Yeah, and I kind—I mean, I I understand I, the motivation there. Yeah, but I, I think Freddie Juarez presents. Like a really interesting option for me. The fact that he took this team that was struggling and people have said like, oh, Pecky was starting to turn things around. Like, I, I don't think that's actually true. No. Uh, he took a team that coming into yeah. July 24th, coming into the Gold Cup break, was doing particularly poorly. Bottom, you know, bottom half of the table, uh, looking bad, getting blown out, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Pecky ball, right? Because that's what yeah, it was. If he if Pecky doesn't get suspended, I don't think we make the playoffs. Yeah. Quite, quite I mean, we, we were playing regressive, route one, just boring soccer. And our wins were by the skin of our teeth. <laughs> it was really miserable. It, it was bad. It was. Oh, I forgot how miserable it was. And it was kind of baked into oh, us. Yeah. Uh, Freddie came in and immediately turned things around. Now, were we playing the best soccer ever? No, of course not. No, but there and were glimpses. Do, and like, and were our substitution like patterns Seattle, perfect? 3-0. God, with the, the best lineup we could have fielded. <laughs> yeah. I will die with that lineup. Another tattoo for my chest. <laughs> I'll, I'll start on it. I'm now. really curious to see what happens with Kyle, because I think... Oh, we didn't even put that on our outline. It's yeah. on the outline. It is. is it on it the is. We'll yeah. talk later. He's at the... He's oh, on, it's after It's, it's after the only the break, thing on right? page two. <laughs> We're supposed yeah. to finish all this and then have anyway, a break. We so we should talk about ahead. Elliot. Oh, yeah. Okay, Elliot Fall, general manager. He's been with the club since, what? Several two, years. Uh, 2007, he's, 2008. He's the long, I think he's been at the club longer than anyone else, right? Uh, maybe not Tony Beltran. Oh, no, he's no, been here he, longer than he Tony. He greeted Tony at he the airport. He was the second person Tony met in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Elliot's been what here longer did, than what anyone. What year did Tony come in? 2007. 2008? 2008. Because I think one of the I'm things that typing. goes under the radar a lot is that is Deloitte became a minority owner around that time. Yeah. Yeah. So 
He's been, he may have been here longer than Deloy. I can't remember. He listened it's about the right time. He mentioned on 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 the Rival Podcast podcast when he was on. Yeah. Friend of the show of the Rival Podcast, the RSL show. I guess I might as well say the name. Um, yeah, Elliot had a really good interview with those guys a while back, uh, a few months I wish ago. We could have a really good interview. Yeah, we only get Lucas. We inter- yeah, we interviewed Lucas. What do you guys want? Yeah, he's the best. I love Lucas. Oh, sorry, Lucas. <laughs> I kind of forgot Lucas wasn't going to be here tonight. I'm bummed. We should invite him again next episode. Yeah. Four yeah, is a different balance, but I think we can do it. He, For Lucas, he, he has what I like to call good sources, but we'll talk about that as well when we get into Twitter. So Elliot, general manager, been at the club a long time, started from the very bottom from of the, the club. Bottom, and now he is here. That's cool. Wow. Actually, I like that. That should be a song. It should. It's very catchy. No, mm. I... I don't it's know delightful. anything about Elliot. I know a lot of guys know Elliot. I know people have yeah, been he's around met, Elliot. He's met a lot of people in this day, right? Yeah. He's like what we. He's a, he's a math guy. He's a numbers guy. That's yeah. kind of what he's been doing for a while. You no, know, probably wasn't. Yeah, Craig Weibel. I don't think he was. No, I. Th- I, I think again, he was competent. This is completely but... speculative, but I feel like Craig was more of like a personality kind of buddy buddy guy. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that dude liked to talk about to anyone about yeah, anything so that wouldn't surprise me elliot elliot seems but there's seems super there's solid different ways to do the job and i'm, I'm sure elliot's gonna do fine yeah, yeah. i don't yeah well, i don't, I don't know. know anything about his background where he except that he's been with the team forever yeah and it seems and i think there's a lot to be said for that but then also i think he's willing to trust our scouting department for example on yeah. finding players i don't know how involved craig was on actually identifying players or uh, yeah I, I i don't really know a lot about the response well and craig wasn't entirely clear about what he did there right? yeah and that's okay i <laughs> yeah, don't that's think fine. that's a bad thing <laughs> he wasn't uh, but he, he was very much like the public face in a lot of ways yep. and with mike pecky at the helm we needed it so yeah no yeah yeah <laughs> i can't believe we had <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean this you. this club is it's not like a story tale club, right? Oh, like, we've had fun. A story tale club, a tale book, a, a, story a fairy, book. a fairy story, a, fa- yeah. a fairy, a fairy book. story. That's a fairy that's book. For, yeah. Yeah. A, a storybook club. Yeah, uh, a fairy tale club. We have not had a fairy tale experience as a club. Yeah, it's been a lot of outside of like what two thousand nine to two thousand thirteen. Fairy tale clubs. We had four really good. We had four really fun years, despite yeah. winning a championship with a losing record. Yeah, that was cool. The From the uh, Eastern Conference champions, <laughs> Real Salt Lake. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and then everything kind of fell apart. I no, what... We were still really good for about three or four years yeah. after that, if you remember. 2013. Yeah. 2013, we made it to MLS Cup. Remember when yeah, we... That was great. And then everything fell apart after that. Do you remember when we well, lost yeah, the Open Cup? But you can't Cup? say everything fell apart after 2009. Were you led that match when yeah, we lost the Open Cup? That was... That was one of the... I, I would... I, wait, wait. I took my grandma to that game. I was like, we're playing DC United. They're trash. We're going to win a trophy tonight. I'm bringing my grandma. She's never oh. been to an RSL game tonight. It's the one RSL game my grandma's been to. It was the... Uh, Poor grandma. Yeah. Never... It's never gone back since. She loves hearing me talk about it, but... Oh, that's great. Yeah. I'm sure she's know. lovely. She's, she's great. We love Marta. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was probably the worst... One of the worst games I've ever been to. That what was really frustrating that season is when we had the shot at the, at the treble, when we uh, <laughs> the shot at the treble and everything fell apart, last few <laughs> minutes of each game, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's sort yeah. of us, right? 
Yep. That's us post-2009. You know, I can't yeah. fault the club for, you know, being exactly like my life trajectory. Peaking too early, things looking promising, horrible disasters, and then just mediocrity. So, And that's why you're a great member of this podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's why Trevor and I are friends. Anyway. Shared life Shared mediocrity? Yeah. That's the two, the two of us. <laughs> So okay, I think consensus Elliot good. Sure, why yeah. not? Why but, not? But I think, I, that I, position is one that varies from person to person. Yeah, kind of the, it's kind of the same thing as Freddie. Like I'm, no disrespect to Elliot, I'm sure we could have got somebody better if we had tried. We didn't sure. try. Well, we kind of tried with Jason, right? Try. So that's the but, other thing. This kind of leads into Tony also being hired. Yeah, but let's like, talk about that. Yeah, assistant general manager Tony Beltran. Yeah, so. Deloitte, we talked about this last episode, but Deloitte Hansen had the interview on ESPN 700 where he preemptively announced that Tony was being hired for an assistant GM position. Um, also said we we're going to have more announcements that week, one of which was including in, uh, Hamas and Alave got the head coach job at Real Monarchs. Which yep, that, was, that was a big one he was aiming for. Yeah, so that happened. Kind of implying that it was going to be Jason as well. And then the club, like a few days later, was telling people that Tony really wasn't the assistant GM. And I think probably at that point, talks with Jason hadn't fallen through yet. And then they did fall through. And then Elliot was obviously going to get the GM position because that was kind of being left open for Kreis in a combined role. And then that officially moved Tony into Elliot's spot, I assume. Yeah, that might be it. I don't know. That whole sequence of events seemed super weird, but... So it happens when Deloy goes to the radio station he owns to make announcements that he probably shouldn't have made. Yeah, imagine the surprise if Tony Beltran had been at this announcement. Like that would have, in a way, that would have overshadowed like <clears throat> totally Elliot and Freddie Watts. Yeah, I wish he didn't do, say that. Actually, yeah. I think fans would be a little more happy. But I, I think he was trying to build some rapport with someone who probably hates him. Yeah, and that's Spence true. Jackets. Yep, and I don't blame him. I don't think Spence. No, that's another can of worms. I was yeah, say, I we talked Spence, about it briefly. But. Spence hates him, but I do think Spence has reasons to like not trust him and not like him. Uh, I'm trying to, trying to decide if that interview would have helped that process because it was really like, just as a reminder, I own the ground you walk on. <laughs> and that is almost exactly what Deloitte said. <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure he said those exact words. I think if I remember correctly, he said, I watch you when you sleep. When you eat, and when you record this radio show, and here I am. So, yeah, that was weird. But, anyway, good stuff. Tony got hired. So, he's going to focus on player relations, going to have some role on the soccer side of things. Doesn't sound like as in a coaching capacity. So, the interact... We're talking about Tony now, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, not Spence Jackets. <laughs> uh, so it'll be interesting to see exactly how that shakes out. Uh, yeah. Certainly not much clarity there yet. And that's probably because they're just starting that relationship. Yeah. So I, I think... I feel like we... No, we definitely... Because Elliot was the assistant GM before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like they're definitely still in the, the years-long process now of trying to figure out how to put together a front office. Yeah. And what roles need to be covered and who needs to cover what roles. I feel like that's kind of what the assistant GM has been, is just kind of been a floating role that just handles a lot of different things at different times. Assistant to the general manager, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, I don't think it's nailed down. I don't know that it will be anytime soon, but 
I think that's fair. For Tony, that's fine. Yeah. If it, if it keeps him around, do what we got to do. Okay, and the last the last position to talk about, uh, Dan Egner hired as technical technical director. Uh, I'll just say he's focusing on the development ladder because that actually makes more sense than calling it a title. That said, uh, kind of bridging the gap between Real Monarchs and the Academy, and one would imagine uh, bringing Real Monarchs players into the first team uh, would be a piece of that puzzle to be solved. I feel like, I would hope, maybe I don't feel it, I would hope that a bigger piece of the puzzle, more than getting players from Monarchs to RSO, would be for getting players from the Academy to the Monarchs. Yeah. And I'm sure that's, that's part of it, but I wish that there was a bigger focus on that. And I think there, there may be with this. Yeah, and I also think that maybe winning a trophy kind of helps, you know, give some runway for that. Because, I, I don't know, is there is there more pressure on the Monarchs? Like, it gives, it gives the Monarchs a bigger leash yeah. to try much younger players yeah. rather than having half the team filled out with 28- yep. to 32-year-olds. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that might be an, uh, a good consequence that's not I think, the right word. I think we're going to for sure see that. Because right now, I think the Monarchs roster is literally four They people. gutted it. Yeah, I know. People I mean, still like might they, get deals. But, yeah. But, yeah. I, but yeah we and need to I, be certainly, I, I think a few of the championship winning players will return. And I, I think that's actually good. Uh, you can't I, just I, hand young players positions, right? Right. I understand that. Them. And I understand, like, competition and, and the value of having veteran presences. Presences? Of having a veteran presence in several positions with several different players, but yeah. see, I'm, I'm torn on this because I do believe that there's a lot of academy kids that are getting minutes with Monarchs that they wouldn't get anywhere else, and I think that's a great thing. But that team was filled, I mean, the, I think the average age for the starting 11 for the championship game, somebody put it together and it was like almost 28 years old, 27, 28 years old. I don't care. Old. We were playing Ochoa and Holt and... We yeah. got some and powder. I, I don't know. I'm glad we won the championship. I think that does, like you said, give us a leash to play younger players now. Yeah, I I just hope that we use that leash. I hope so too. We I need, feel we like need to if we have an academy, like a fully stepped academy team at the Monarchs, and they're like mid table, I think that's fine. As long as we're getting those academy kids minutes, that's really the goal there. What I don't like to see is when you have, uh, like. Ariaga, sure. I'm sure he's a good player. I don't because he hasn't played much at all, so I don't really know. And, but and there are plenty of players of those... that were much older and like didn't yep. like that were playing ahead of him. Yeah. I would have rather seen Ariaga play and struggle. Yeah, in that season, and maybe Julian Vasquez play and struggle. I think Vasquez played a little more than Ariaga, but no, yeah, he did. And also, to be fair to Vasquez, he was behind like Tate Schmidt, yeah. who was also. An academy An player, academy right? We, so we, fair we enough there. Everybody. And he's also, what, 17 years old, Vasquez is? 17, 18. U18, anyway. But, yeah. So I get it with Vasquez. That's probably not the best example. But there are players that like I feel like should be playing for the Monarchs a lot more. And instead they're behind players that are older and are there because they're much better players. But we're losing that development to play a Luke Mulholland in midfield over a Luis Arriaga. And maybe that wins us a championship. But that should not be the goal next year. Yeah, sure. next year next I would love years. to see some. And if some there's if there's a blip there. in the academy production where we just don't get that many players, then yeah, bring players like Mo Holland yeah. and Playwood and all those guys in. Sure, yep. but 
those guys should be stopgaps because we're not developing those players at the academy. Maybe our new academy director of coaching or whatever will enforce some stuff like that. I'd hope so. I would hope so, too. Yeah, but clearly the organization knows that's what they want to focus on. Yeah. And I think there's a chance we see the focus continue there. Now, Dooley Hansen, I think, also really wanted Real Monarchs to win a trophy. That uh, dude really wanted to hoist a trophy more than anyone I've ever seen. So yeah. glad he was able to get that one out of his system, for <laughs> lack of a better word I'm willing to say right now. Um, yeah, I'm glad Deloitte got that out of his system and can celebrate that. That's another good thing about Monarchs winning. Hopefully, maybe that takes some pressure off from the powers that the power that that be bees. The power that bees. <laughs> Hopefully, beads. <laughs> be- no bees. bees. Bumblebees. You know, <laughs> bee. They nice. fly around. They pollinate flowers. Kyra That's Bumble. what he's talking about. The it's power a, of bees. It's a great. We're, we're doing an arrest development riff, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay, well, uh, anything else we want to say about these four hires that we can say in one or two minutes? We'll see how it goes. That's all I got to say. I think that's great. I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) It'll be perfectly fine. (laughs) The crowd goes mild. I mean, there's a good chance of that, right? Yeah. Uh, I just, I still don't get this, like, guttural rage that some people feel about this. I do, because I get that. I have that same rage. I've just I been... think Matt understands it. He just doesn't get it himself, right? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, 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 guess, I, I don't know. somewhat understand the motivation. Yeah. I've just uh, suppressed just all that rage like a fun because, way to like, live. I get it. And yeah. I can't be mad at a sports team. Like, yeah. I, in order for me to live, I need to suppress those emotions. <laughs> in order for me to function. <laughs> <In order> for... <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> but, no, like, I just I don't... I understand why people are mad, but at the same time, for people that are mad, like, find other things to be mad at than Agreed. a sports team. Fair enough. Okay, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk other news because this is not the is only news, news that broke today. We got all the news. And we've got a lot to talk news. about. So. All right, let's go. Break. $16.43. Trevor, let's stop talking about your stock portfolio. And return to Oof. Off the Crossbar, a Real Salt Lake podcast. Oof. Beyond Meat yeah. is killing me, dude. <laughs> I mean, truthfully, Beyond Meat is probably killing a lot of people. We hey, just don't know it yet. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Have they done thorough testing on Beyond Meat? I mean, I'm do sure we they know have. the they effects of like, Do we know the effects of plants on a human body? As the official <laughs> celiac podcast of, of Salt Lake City... Uh, you know, we, we should probably figure out what the hell's going on with these Beyond yeah. Meats. Yeah. Just kidding. Shout out to all, all the vegans out there, you know, d- doing the good. Do vegans like Beyond Meat? Do people um, actually? I'll tell you my vegetarian coworker guy. <laughs> yeah. True story. We I thought he just ate French fries. No. <laughs> you know what's funny? All the vegans I used to know when I was younger, like my friends that were all vegan, like, I mean, it was like teenage years. They just ate ramen and drake mountain dew yeah. so yeah i mean well, we went because everyone did we yeah, went to burger right. king was, for lunch today it was very we, easy we both got impossible burgers so is i know it good like, wait yeah, is it delicious be- dude is it they're better really than good. beyond Meat? it's like the same why didn't Pre- you invest in impossible yeah. burgers maybe your stock would be better if you ate the burgers yeah i eat i get the beyond meat stuff every single time i go to del taco 
Okay. And not every time, because oh, let's be honest, they've got other really good stuff. Where else has Beyond Meat? They? Somewhere else has. Doesn't Carl's Jr. I don't. Carl's I don't, Jr. That's I haven't been is. to a fast. I go to In and Out sometimes, but yeah. other than that, I haven't been to a fast food restaurant like over two years. Because they don't years. serve our. They don't. They don't serve our kind there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, are like serve zero. Me. Yeah. Sorry, guys. See, yeah, us. Us celiacs have it hard when the in the fast food market. <laughs> oh yeah. boy! All right. Uh, so one of the the first news item I've got here, which Trevor so kindly spoiled for us. Did I spoil it? I don't. Was remember. it the Beyond Meat stock prices? Yes, that was on the uh, list. As so Real Salt Lake in the last two weeks since we recorded hired an academy director of coaching. It was definitely Trevor that said it, and not me. <laughs> Thanks, Trevor. Nice. He's glaring. You're getting it's mad good. at me because I mentioned it, and all of a sudden you put it on the outline after I mentioned it. Yeah, it's and you're just great. mad that you forgot something on the outline. If yeah, anyone knows like sweet, sweet deets about this guy, that would be great because <laughs> I can't find a lot about him online. But... I've read plenty about him in a translated Google or uh, wiki, a Google translated Wikipedia article. Yeah, I saw uh, that. And by plenty, I mean it lists a bunch of clubs. Yeah. Uh, he did. He was involved in the de- in developing young youth players at Aspire Academy, which won the the U nineteen U twenty. What was it? AFC tournament, AFC U nineteen championship in Myanmar in twenty fourteen. That's not nice. bad. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's the one thing I've learned about him. I don't really. He coached a, a lot, lot of stock in like youth. yeah tournaments and stuff i don't know jfc yeah. tournaments. he did coach a lot of here, uh, like, youth tournaments youth world cups are like they're an indication of success like at that moment but they're not yeah. an indication of like future success at all so yeah. yep i think that's fair he coached I a think... lot of uh talented young belgians when he was in belgium at different academies so yeah. i always get a little bit concerned when people are like oh yeah he coached up marijuana fellaini and he coached up christian benteke and like they just throw up names like how involved I, I, was he? In he's literally talking about superstars. me. I did that earlier, and just no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. You coached up Benteke. <laughs> I was the one. I'm not. I'm talking about this, but like in general, when people are like, "Oh yeah, this guy was involved in this person's youth develop," you know, when they're just like attaching names to him, it seems like they're trying to build up somebody that's not actually good because he was involved. Right. It's trying to find was... evidence where we don't have any, right? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I always get a little trepidation when people are like, no, this guy's good because he coached A, B, and C players. And it's like, tell me what he did with those players that made him, that yeah. makes him a good coach. Because there's a lot of coaches that have coached really good players, and they're terrible Also, coaches. I don't know how we're even going to measure this to determine how good this guy ends up being for us. and for 20 years down the line, yeah. if he's still here. So when we're doing this podcast in this very room in 20 years, we'll get back on this topic uh he seems like he's got a good resume yeah cool. but nobody knows anything about it i think it's weird how kind of under the radar that went though um yeah I, but i, I don't know many, what are you gonna do there's about a lot that, of right? academy coaches that's academy true directorships that, the only ones that like get mentioned is when it's a name like martin vasquez like he was a big name for yeah he was a big get for us when but how many times how many other academy directors do you know by name uh, I know this guy Arnold Regenberg. Besides right? him, he's the guy we hired. How many times? If you know have how to say his name, please like tell us. Change their academy director, and uh, it's even announced. People know about it. Uh, I know. know I know them are. all. They're just 
they just left my mind right now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he was just so, naming them earlier to me. Like, all of them. It was crazy. Before was you like, got here, Trevor. Right, yeah. before I got here. Yeah, we. that's why we, he, he was late, actually. We just were outside naming Academy directors at each other. Oh, it's okay. a fun thing that we like to do. So... <laughs> So anyway, cute. yeah, we don't know anything about him, and that's not a surprise. He's an academy coach. He's been a youth coach for. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not like forever. a public facing role, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it'll be great. But we'll he, see. He's, he's got a good resume. Yeah, it appears. Yeah, but you know, good he stuff. also jumped around a lot, and you know, those millennials jump around a little too much. So. I bet he likes avocado toast too, right? I, I bet tried he avocado even... toast for the first time like a month ago. It's good, and it was like mind blowing that it, I hadn't tried it because it was it's like great. a solid yeah. breakfast. Option. There's also How did it's you a great do avocado toast if you're gluten free bread. Yeah, that exists, and like a full okay. avocado, which was too that much was avocado. How do aggressive. vegans eat burgers? Huh? It's because there are options that exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're really mad for next. Capitalism is solving celiac. (laughs) How do you feel about that, Kyle? Well, about I don't know if it's capitalism or celiac. Do you know? So in in Italy they give well there may be other countries too, but Italy specifically they give celiac havers a um, like a the government gives a stipend to celiac havers. I would take like an Amazon gift card. I. Is that a like proper term, celiac havers? Celiac owners. It's yeah. a technical term. Celiac Ce- owners. Uh, c- <laughs> owners of a lonely celiac. <laughs> Celiacians. Um, yeah, because gluten-free stuff's more expensive. So, because there's less demand. That's economics. This is an economics celiac <laughs> soccer podcast. It's like the one thing Italy does well. Y- yes. They treat celiac havers there better than they treat certain members of their society so it's quite tragic. that's true no that's <laughs> undeniable <laughs> all right what next if you're black and have celiac in italy sorry next news item uh, right right yeah let's do it oh are we going back to the marcelo silva marcelo silva yeah, got a new deal signed? got or, a new deal yeah reportedly like, right actually it's... get a new deal or is it still just in the like reported sam, rumors sam yeah. sam reported oh that's reliable right. source yeah. right gonna happen but not announced yet yeah. transfers mls reported that marcelo silva got a new deal oh wait sorry it was sam's uh sorry whoops my mistake uh sam yeah we all i genuinely thought he was gonna be gone but apparently he loves it here from what we're here what yeah we're and yeah. he Which sounds is... like he's a real outdoorsy guy he Fine said i somebody i think it was cheeky said that he wants to retire here oh. <laughs> so that's cool and that that's like a real change from when he tried to force a move away and he was like to protested well, I, his contract i feel like and, that was really just like him being like oh albert's doing that what if, what if i drive that okay let's, and let's at the same happens. time nick and kyle were doing that too yeah um, i think a lot of people same were season like, specifically let's see if we can Squeeze some money out of this yeah. guy that doesn't give anybody Let's any call money. Deloitte directly and squeeze some money out of yeah. old Papa. Yeah. And now, I know I, that, I know did that Marcel that Silva some... not travel for it? I don't... I, no, he, he didn't it, do anything oh, no, like that. No, that he, was didn't, he didn't do anything like that, but he asked for... I, it, stuff started bubbling up at a time when he wasn't playing. Like, he was... Yeah, he had some weird injuries was. that were, like, those, like, heel well, were, issue or, like, something that's, like, not very specific and, like... There yeah. was rumors at the time that he was hamming up that injury. Yeah. To try to get a better contract. That, yeah, that's he usually wasn't how I try to get a better injured. contract. He was just like, "Oh, I'm going to be injured until you give me a better." Yeah, contract. and he wasn't at the. He actually did have an injury, and he was coming back. It was just a weird set of circumstances. Yeah. So I've kind of always felt like he was going to pull something like that again. But it's been, 
I don't know. I still think he's probably getting a little too much money for being. Oh, for sure. He's on like well, $800,000. I wonder what his he, new well, contract he was. is. We don't know yeah. what his new contract is. His new Correct. contract very yeah. well could be 350000 And if it is, well, power to him. Do it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great amount. Gives RSL some flexibility and uh, with a, a first-tier player, right? Yeah, I think with, he could with be. With a bunch of the moves that we've made, like we can afford to pay. We can kind of afford to overpay on center backs now. How so, old's Natum at this point? 37. No, is no, he that old? No, that's not true. Trevor's just making stuff up. I think Marcelo was 31 and Nedum was like two or three years older than that. He's 33? Yeah. yeah. Marcelo's 30. Okay. Nedum wants to retire here. Yeah. He said that explicitly. Um, yeah. He wants to retire here and then immediately go back to England. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, wouldn't, um, I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't either. No, but that was one of the things in one of his recent interviews. That's what stood out to me was he was like. On his podcast, I, I think. I love it. Yeah, I love it here and, and I love having my family here. Everybody enjoys it, but. I've made a promise that we're going to go back to England no, totally. as soon as we're done. I'm not planning on staying here. Yeah. I'm not taking a job here as yeah. soon as I'm done playing. His I'm family's from England. so Yeah, he wants to go back to raise yeah. his family in England, which is totally fine. I wonder if it has anything to sad. do with that NHS, but, you know. <laughs> it's a politics podcast. <laughs> so uh, one interesting thing for me about Marcelo Silva and the Freddy Juarez news, one is the timing, of course, that... That being something that happens fairly quickly makes me think Freddie Elliott, somebody wanted the steal done, right? Yep. Uh, that there was there was a strong desire not to draw it out. Uh, the other thing for me is that I thought that Marcelo was pretty ineffective for about a year and a half under Mike Pecky. Uh, he he for me is not. He's a an error pl- prone. Center back, not not significantly error prone, but but if you press him, he will make weird mistakes. But when he wasn't getting tested constantly, like Petkey Ball demanded, which is the absorb pressure, break on the counter, whatever. Uh, and when we started playing a possession game, he looked like worlds better to me. Yeah, yeah. Did he look better in your opinion with Glad or Ned? Ned. Yeah, I think yeah. I think Ned, but Ned's the sort of player that's going to make his partner look better. Yeah, no matter who it is, right? Can you believe Pecky wasn't starting Nadem for however long that yeah. was? Yeah, he wasn't even getting a time. And we, we started we Nick Beasler <laughs> center back instead. Yeah, can, can we talk about how many times Nick Beasler started over Nadem? Uh, can we talk about the time Nick Beasler started over Justin Glad? Yeah, <laughs> about that. Anyway, so water under the bridge now, right? Even if the water is poisoned, it's going to kill Yeah, everyone who's... We were just talking about not getting emotional. Sorry, everyone who's super pissed at Freddy uh, being hired, just go back and watch some of those Pecky games. Yeah. Just... And then watch a Freddy Wires game. Yeah. And maybe you'll get mad at the subs, whatever. Yeah, that's, and that's fine. It's a thing. That's a good thing. It's a better thing to be mad at than some of the stuff that was happening during the Pecky time. So. Yeah. So, gay deal, good... As yeah. long as the numbers make sense. Yeah. Well, here's the, even if the numbers don't make sense, even if he is nine hundred thousand dollars, even if he is still a TAM player, like we've got a lot of wiggle room. Yeah, we and, do. Uh, which ties into our next person, but yeah, yeah, and it's probably fine. Yeah, it's uh, it's not desirable, but the money that we would, if we would have lost Silva, if we couldn't, like, say he signed a nine hundred thousand dollar deal, no idea, speculating. If we tried to get him to like six or seven and he said no and he left, 
that $200,000 difference that we're saving there probably isn't worth it to argue with a player of Silva's caliber. Like, he's a good player. Sure. He makes three really good center back options. Yep, and he likes it here. And he seems to get along really well with the team. Yeah, so even if we did sign him on big money, it's not... I mean, I know we spent probably three podcasts talking about how big of a mistake it would be to sign him for big money, but... (laughs) We changed Honestly, it's probably, like, it's not the worst thing we could do. Yeah, it's not the worst. I mean, I don't... Especially considering some of the roster moves that, again, have already been made in the last two weeks, two or three weeks. So here's the question. If we have three top-tier center backs, first choice, right? Which we do, yeah. Does that... Do we think Freddie Juarez is planning something there? No. Uh, five, three, no, no, two. No. Trevor, Trevor five, you say three, no. Two, Kyle, say, you say whatever. yes. Five, wait, five, three. Three, five, two. Three, three, five, two. Five, three. It's the same thing. But yeah, depending anyway. on how, well, how your fullbacks um, play. It's not, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, is Trevor being pedantic? He's being pedantic. Oh. Yeah, That's what I don't know. For I know there are people that would like. There are certain people pedantic. I've seen that would like a three-five-two, but yeah, I would love I'm, a three-five-two. I just feel like if we were going to do a three-five-two, us re-signing Marcelo isn't like a signal that yeah, that's Freddie's plan. No, I, I we agree had we had him last year. We could have done it last year. Like we definitely have the personnel as far as the three center backs to do it. My concern with that idea of like us switching to a three center back system is we would need center backs four and five and maybe six as well. I don't think we have that. Do you remember when we were like everyone was really pissed at Craig because we couldn't sign a center back? Or like we had a bunch of those. Do you remember that? Yeah. Now we have a wealth of center backs. Yeah. Well, that's, we've always kind of had a wealth of center backs. We've always had. This is the problem. We we had, had in years past like of paper four or five really good center backs, and yeah. they were made of made of glass, but we had That's four or five really good center backs. Since it, worked it was like those couple years after injured. Chris Schuler like was getting really injured, we were yeah. struggling to get some center backs. And but uh, anyway, but we had a lot of pretty good center backs. Oh, we've I had don't, great ones over the years. Who do we have behind Silva? Uh, Holt. Holt's the I one that we Holt. have. Who Holt's else the, do we have? Holt's the reason we were. Okay. We have Holt and Beasler. Uh, we have Holt and Beasler. So let's say Glad and Silva get injured. Yep. Holt or and Silva and Ned get injured. We're going to play our three-man back line with no, no. Glad, I mean, Holt, and Theoretically, Beasler? we would be playing a 3-5-2 in a situation where everyone's healthy. And so, that, That's what I'm saying. Like, are, Is that going to be like so the he, new scheme for the team, or is that just going to be like a fun thing that we might do every now and then? Here's a question. <laughs> are we going to play two different like main schemes? I, I, I don't think we're going to do either. So yeah, that's, that's my... For the people that are getting excited about 3-5-2, that's the reality of it. If yeah. we're going to do that... We've got to realize yeah, that to the it. people behind are not the people that you want playing that scheme, so you've got to be flexible. That's fair. It's yeah. fine if we do it every now and then, but we can't play that system all season without signing at least one more really good center back. So Hamas and Olave deployed that three five two ostensibly. Yeah. Uh with Real Monarchs to some success. Do we think that's a, a harbinger <laughs> a of things? Championship to come? level success. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. good, I guess. <laughs> Is that a, is that a harbinger? Is that a one-off? Is that a departure from the strategy of Real Monarchs plays the way Real Salt Lake does, or or is this like a just a one-off? There's a lot of people that like to talk about like putting together a system that's like 
team wide from and, academy. And Deloy Hansen is that guy, right? And he is we, that guy because he he's such a Dutch head. We've been, that, we've been like, talking that's about exactly that what like, the Dutch as an organization. invented yeah. the four three three. We've been talking about that as an organization for like the past like since before Christ left. We were like, we're gonna have a system. We're gonna teach our players a system. And it's going to be that system Everyone, integrated from academy I think every, all the way to the first team. Yeah. And we talk about that, and then a year later the coach is gone, and then we try a new system because we have a new coach. I don't think that's unique to another, RSL. That like Jurgen Klinsmann was brought into the man, the to try to do as that. technical director what, to do that from top to bottom. That's top what to Greg's bottom. trying to do now is trying to do the same thing, and it's yeah. just it's a silly idea, and it's really <laughs> just not something that is practical. Like you can have like. I'm guessing they don't do it that way in Italy. No, I'm, I have no idea. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, it's if you're building a team, especially if you have two different professional teams that are both trying to win trophies, then it's silly to try to make the systems work unless you're actively getting players in that system. And I don't think that's realistic to put players from the academy to the Monarchs to the to RSL all playing the same system because you're building teams completely different from completely different player pools yeah. and they're going to have different talents and they're going to have different skills and what you should be doing is putting your team together I'm talking to Greg Burhalter right now put your team <laughs> together in a way that fits with the players that yeah, you have agreed. rather than the players that you want and that's what Hamison did yeah. is I think that departure to a three man back line from what they were playing before is Hamison recognizing that this is a better way to play with the players that the have the players. We, have. we don't exactly I, have the luxury to pick any player we want globally to fit into our system. We kinda have to build around which I was at times very frustrated with Pecky Ball specifically because of how much it seemed to bypass who at the time I thought was our best attacking player in Albert Rusnak. Like, yeah, and you, you feel great about him still, right? Yes, I very, very hi- hyped on Albert. Um, yeah, I yeah, we don't have the luxury to like this is our system and like it, we're only looking at players globally who fit in this system. Yeah, how we play. It's a yeah, it's a silly way to run a team. Okay, yeah, so you like. you know who I think would fit really well in that system is Brooks Lennon. Now that brings us <laughs> to uh, I was going to make transition. that point, but a, a great counterpoint <laughs> yeah. to that system, right? Uh, yeah, we no, just traded he... Brooksland in a way to Atlanta, right? Who he was for one hundred fifty thousand in general allocation. Oh, she's three hundred thousand dollar Garber bucks. Just call it that. Okay. It's gonna, not the same pool. We're about to do. We're about to go through a lockout, and they're going to get rid of Gam and Tam anyway. So, so then they'll just expand our. Wait a minute. I, I don't yeah, it'll be for the I next actually season. think it'll stick around uh, I know but I just know that there's that's one of the things that a lot of players have been vocal about and like we don't get this we don't understand why it's necessary because it does somebody it bypasses made, somebody, the salary cap right somebody wrote an article that showed how it's like actively hurting players within a certain salary range especially yeah. American players yeah because they don't meet that TAM requirement and once you do meet that TAM requirement as like a player in the GM's eyes if you meet that then you can get paid a lot more, but because the team doesn't want to spend TAM dollars on you, you have a ceiling of how much money you can make. Yeah. So it's like actively hurting player salaries. Yeah, it's bad. And there's a lot of players that have I, w- I wouldn't that be opinion. surprised to see an expansion of it in that, like to that effect. I think it'd just be easier to just... Well, there's a lot of theories, and we can get into that if we really want MLS to. MLS rarely takes the easy path. No, I know. And 
I just think that's going to be a big focus. When of did the, the CBA, CBA negotiations? January thirty first is the expiration. We should save so. a lot of so stuff for the right around preseason. Yeah, we should save a lot of stuff for that because it's going to be uh, it's going to be spicy because I still think we're going to have a lockout. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we got three hundred thousand Garber bucks. Garber bucks, sure. For, for Brooks. Brooks, I think it was funny that he ended up being traded to Atlanta, and last year there were like rumors of yeah, an Atlanta trade. Everybody was like. No, not even a little bit. Why would it? Not that like Brooks wouldn't leave, yeah. but like why would Atlanta be interested in Brooks Lennon? Why would that be a thing? I'm not super familiar. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with their team. I mean, they their play roster. that that three five backline, right? Do they? There's a lot of people talking about having Brooks is being acquired as a Julian Gressel, like either a backup or a oh. replacement, because Julian Gressel's been throwing a fit about his contract recently, because he is a phenomenal player. Yep. Has yeah. been a phenomenal player for a phenomenal team, and he's making not pennies, but he's not making what he feels he is worth. Sure. And so contract talks are breaking down, yeah. and now they're bringing in Brooks to basically play that kind of wing back forward. Yeah. And they uh, on their announcement called him a defender, which was funny. Called him a defender, but don't tell Bofo. <laughs> Bofo. <laughs> Bofo yeah. had words with that. Bofo yeah. having a Twitter account is great, and this is what we've been missing out on for all these years of like more MLS. And especially RSL players on Twitter, please, because yes, yeah, Kyle Beckerman's not going to tweet about this. No, he's absolutely not. I just love having players on Twitter. It's so great, especially the younger players. Yeah, dude, <laughs> get on RSL players. Get on Twitter. It's fun. So three hundred thousand. I don't know if it's fun yeah, for them. It's but probably it's fun a bad us. idea for you, but it's good for us. <laughs> three hundred thousand in allocation. It's like that seems like a pretty sweet deal for Brooklyn. That's a good really, deal. I don't. A lot of people said it's a good deal. I don't know that it's a great deal. I think it's I think it's fair market value. If you look at what if other that's all just that being getting... kicked to Marcelo Silva, like or a lot of that's being like if we're it, that's yeah, what I'm, I'm sure us. part of it is it all yeah. rotates around. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I think I it's... think if you look at like market value for other players that are going for that three hundred thousand in allocation, isn't by any means a big money deal, but we're getting something for Brooks. Yeah, I think Brooks is going to be good there too. Yeah. He's either. Nah, never mind. I'm not going to make a prediction. I was going to say, he's make either going to be really good or he's going to ride the bench, which there are f- is well, if, the if, if most he gets, worthless prediction in the world. Yeah. If he gets time, I think he'll be good. They're a fun attacking team. It'll be fun. But yeah. if he turns into like a Julian Gressel type player, Gressel's sick. That's going to be really funny. Yeah. That's exactly the kind of player that he should have been for us yeah. all this time. And that, that really just underscores the problem we had developing him. Right. Do you remember, man, when <laughs> when Pecky first started playing him at right back, there were people that were very much like, this is only temporary, this is only temporary. I, was I like, mean, I was one of those. I was like... I was like, he's... Okay. Yeah, that's right, no, you were. the organization was, like, was one of those, too. Yeah. I was Pecky like, he's going to keep him there. I I just had a feeling, dude, and it... it. Well, they were saying it was only temporary. I felt like they were, only, they were saying it was only temporary because they were expecting Tony to come back. Yeah, that's true. They were expecting Tony to come back yeah. soon, and then he had something that pushed him back a two little bit. Two setbacks, three setbacks. I was very skeptical about Tony coming back. He came back for one back. or two games, and That's then right. went back to Brooks. It felt like Jordan Allen to me. which is Except Jordan Allen was actually good at it. Yeah, Jordan. Oh, man, Jordan Allen was so fun. Yeah. He was what such a good player. His, I don't know how many times I have to be sad about Jordan Allen, but his, like, it was just recently, like last week, Every the week day before. For the rest of your well, life. that too. But, I mean, he posted something. Did he post a final like? He I'm, posted he like his. I think it was last week or the week before. So long, and I was just like, thing. dude, and he had that picture of him. Adieu. 
Yeah. He had that picture holding like holding RSL badge after he scored that game winner against Toronto. Mm-hmm. I think it was that game. Yeah. What a, I love Jordan Allen. Love yeah, him. could what have been a, a great, guy. great, great figure, but no, got The injury Steve bug Allen. bites, right? Okay, so anything else, Brooks Lennon? You guys remember, good? Remember that guy that first injured him from San Jose? That like I don't him? want to talk and about there, it. It was the worst, not the worst tackle in the world, but it was a terrible was tackle, and he got like a yellow card for it. And then Jordan Allen had to retire. Yeah. How do you not like as a player just think about that constantly? Like, I mean, you can't, right? Like, like you would, Jordan Allen was already injury prone. Oh, man, like, I'd go nuts being tough. like, all I had to do was not be standing right there at that exact moment. I <laughs> would have had a, an illustrious a career, career. <laughs> dude. Like, I, I still think tough. about like dumb things I said in elementary school and get anxious over it. Like, oh, I could just go back and change that, then I wouldn't be anxious and embarrassed. For, 20 years later. Speaking of millennials, millennial concerns. Yeah. That's just such a millennial thing. That is. Thing. <laughs> yeah. We love anxiety, don't we? Yeah. Anyway, so Brooks, uh, good luck. Good, good luck, luck, my too. guy. Yeah. I, yeah. Go, go build an igloo in Atlanta and <laughs> call yeah. it good. This Absolutely. Is, this is kind of going to segue into the next thing we're going to talk about, I'm sure. But sure. I just want to make a point that Brooks is a good player and we let him go and we got something for it yep that's a that's, good that's a good bit of business that's good that's a thing that this team has done in the past that a lot of people don't recognize there's been, it's been overshadowed a lot by other players that like leave for free yeah and we, everybody, we got something everybody for like carlos like salcedo get, right we got a lot but, for carlos salcedo not as much as we should have but yeah we got a i lot. mean he, he held the club hostage there that yeah. was pretty cool <laughs> Yeah, great moments in RSL history. Yeah, again, another stellar thing that happened in what 2015. Was that a, that was under Kassar, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't Whoops. a Kassar issue. That was a Carlos taking advice issue. Yeah, that was well, great. He apparently doesn't interact with <laughs> that person anymore, which is really great. and he's like a. He's a mainstay on the Mexican national team, right? Yeah. He's a starter. Yeah. I would. He, uh, okay. He's also a mainstay on Tigres, and he got. Oh, is he at Tigres now? He was he in got, Germany for a while, right? He was in. Yeah, he went to Chivas, I think, and went on loan to Italy yeah. and then to Germany and then got sold to Tigres. He's on Tigres now. And they just had the semifinal or the final, and he got pantsed <laughs> on a play. Like, literally? Um, Not literally, but he got made to look like Luke an absolute... Like, Tigres was getting smoked. Like, uh, And we, this was like 3-0 yeah. in the first half. It was the third goal that he allowed. Was it, it was like... Just, uh, he should probably just leave Liga MX then. And <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> come, was, maybe come to RSL. Was, was it like Messi on Boateng or like uh, Luis Suarez on David Luiz? You know what I'm talking it about? Wasn't that, was it wasn't that bad? It wasn't that bad, but it was... Like one-on-one embarrassed? So the difference is like that was either Suarez or Messi just like being very good and the defender just getting their ankles broken. This was Salcedo yeah. like just being a bad defender. Nice, just making a I think, really. I bad think that's decision. more of the David Luiz one then because I think he just got megged by Suarez. Oh man, good stuff. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, good luck, Brooks. Is that what yeah. we were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah good yes. Good luck, Brooks. It was. Good it luck, was, Brooks. It was fun. Sorry, Pet keep ruined you. And I would uh, totally take Carlos Salcedo back at RSL. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Oh my word! Yeah. Hundred times. Please. I've got the, like this weird gut feeling that something's gonna happen. Really? Not there. Is he friends with anyone here? I don't know. 
I'm sure I'm, he wasn't. Who was he friends with when he was around here? I have no idea. He wasn't Lalo, really like he was an academy Lata. kid. Like he's a homegrown player, but yeah. he was in the Tigres academy. I think until he was like 16. Oh. Yeah, he was in the and then he snuck academy over less to than us year. for a year or two and like technically qualified as a homegrown. Less than a year, actually. He never qualified as a homegrown. Oh really? Signed straight to the senior roster. <sighs> that's right. Because that was that stupid. Claim. That's. We had to protect Carlos him. Alcedo is yeah. the beginning of my hatred for the homegrown yep. player rules. Yeah, I remember because that like now. he was announced as a homegrown player, but like apparently didn't count as a homegrown in the salary yep. cap because he didn't qualify for some stupid rule that I guess isn't a rule now. Or so anyway, yeah, good stuff. I had a conversation with I feel like it was Trey about it once, and it was yeah, it was really stupid. I can't believe that's the reason Trey moved to Austria. It's because of that conversation with Trevor. <laughs> It's too yeah, bad. He had one conversation with me and was like, I got to get out of here. How Just... far away can I move and still have it look <laughs> a little like Utah? Oh, man, it's so pretty. Yeah, it is. All right, Buffalo Salcedo. Uh, looks like he's moving to Pumas. Not Nashville. Go figure. Really? Because I, I heard. I'm feeling triggered. <laughs> I heard. I'm glad I've got my squad here. That. Uh, we <laughs> traded his rights to Nashville for apparently nothing because no nothing got announced. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. So we got zero. We just gave Nashville his rights. The, the front office is, and of Nashville course, Nashville just I guess failed to, to sign him. Is that what happened? Yeah, the front office is actually uh, trying to cover this up. I think <laughs> it's actually a conspiracy. Grand, yeah, so let's grand, yeah. let's recap. Bofo Sacedo's out of contract from RSL starting December whatever thirty first. Yeah. How, what, in what, why would we trade, how, what are those rights worth for an out-of-contract player So leaving I mean, MLS? It's definitely like, to give you a real answer to that question, it's not worth anything now. Right, it would it's be, very, it would it's be very when he comes a, back. a long-term play. Yeah, the yeah. play is that he's not going to succeed in Mexico and he's going to want to come back to MLS. Or he'd really succeed and <clears throat> come back on a big money deal, right? Yeah, that, or, that's or the other Nashville side. is really be. high on him and thinking in two or three years that he's going to be worth a lot and they want to bring him back at that point. Yeah, it's or, one or of those get th- something more for him, right? Yeah, but it's definitely a long-term play. Yeah. And it's definitely something that other teams have yeah. done in the past. Okay. And for the most part, they've done it and nothing comes. Did we do that with nothing. Luis Gill? No. Um, Luis Gill yeah. was sold, wasn't he? No, we, we traded him. Before he went to Mexico? I thought when we he sold back. him to Mexico and then. Or, no, no, we no, traded we his rights him. when he came back t- from Mexico. That's what I would. That's what I that's thought. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that makes more. I mean, it, it makes depends, more sense, right? Kind of. So the reason we're that's talking usually when rights. you see like a player's rights traded is when, like in Luis Gill's situation, Houston or whoever wanted to sign him, yeah, from Mexico, but we still had it held as MLS rights. So then they had to trade in order to sign him. Right. That point. In order for us to trade Bofo's rights now, we're, A, not going to get anything for it at all. Yeah. Which makes it really stupid for us to trade them away. You Maybe would want to do that we'd, we'd after like he comes back. We'd get a fourth-round draft pick for it. Like, that's it. Yeah, you would yeah. want to do that when he comes back, potentially worth more if he chooses to come back. And yeah. it just doesn't sound like a move that Elliot Fall would be making right the now. The reason why we're no. talking about this is because there's a certain <laughs> MLS rumor Twitter account man guy who tweeted in Man-child, what apparently what looked like a fact Bofo Sacedo has been traded to Nashville whatever they are FC Nashville FC Tennessee didn't yes Nashville FC Tennessee <laughs> didn't say rights in the tweet 
And then just said the player has the been player traded. has been traded. And then this got to RSL Twitter. A few um, people just calmly asked him, "What are you talking about? Because who are your sources? This isn't happening. Uh, no, LOL, no." Um, trying to think of some other ones there in my head. Nah, I think I said LMAO. Um, yeah, because like there are people here who are very active on the uh, RSL Twitter scene who are very close with the front office and, and players, players themselves and were questioning where this came from. So then the guy posted some screenshot that he had. Of saying a DM, apparently. Of a DM that, that said rights, but his tweet didn't initially didn't say rights. So that is a difference there, I think. But then also, the best part about that is even after that, he was still saying, no, yeah. Salcedo got traded. He's like, you don't know where he's going to be playing. I, th- I know where he's going to be playing, or we don't know. And then was like, I don't know if you know this, but I broke the news about Quintero to Houston Dynamo. <laughs> And he mentioned that so many times, like, because he broke, I think that's the one piece of news that he got right. So, yeah, uh, the guy just really wanted to be like, like, when you're that desperate to break news, like, no one care, no one would care at all about someone's rights being traded on a player that's not going to that team. Like, that's not newsworthy of breaking this whole, like, it's so funny how much of a fight he put up to share this information Over that doesn't matter rights non-exist like rights for a made-up rule that may not even be in place by the time bofo comes back to mls if he does because he he's explicitly not going he's out of contract and if bofo says to somebody i'm not going to nashville then he's not going to be playing there next year so no one it doesn't matter if he if his rights were traded like that's yeah. not news worth breaking so that was so that was so great it's still going. It's still going. Uh, he's yeah, still absolutely. angry. He's, and then he called us still... all triggered, but I thought it was so funny. Just of course like... he called us all triggered. I yeah. say us like I was involved in this at all. <laughs> I haven't tweeted the guy at all. He, I think he called us the triggered squad. I, I can't remember. <laughs> I just was laughing. Like, it was so funny because we were just like, he was doubling down, tripling down, quadrupling down. I was like, dude. He was like doubling down on like backpedals too. That's the best part. It was so bad. He's like, like backpedaling it, backpedaling it. And then he's like going back to be like, no, 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 guys. And then he was like, this RSL is all would definitely be. true. Then yesterday. Still backpedaling. Yesterday or two days ago, he was like, RSL would be so stupid to hire Jason Kreis. I was like, dude, pay it. To, like, it, that's it, not well happening. After it was well, clear. Th- this was also the guy who, like, a week ago was like, RSL is going to hire Jason Kreis. Yeah, and then said they'd be stupid to w- both things after they had fallen through. And then yeah. was like, yesterday, like, RSL is hiring Elliot Fall and Freddie Juarez. As, I'm like, oh my dude. Like, of like course they the are. We knew. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. So that was fun. Everyone was just having a good time. Yeah, um, and it's still a good time. It's like, it's really it's so stupid. I don't think we should pile it's, on too much. Yeah, we do, but, but if he's, the, it's not the worst. I was about to say it's the worst, and it is. Well, he he not. went after Spenna too. Oh, of course he went after <laughs> he went after everybody. It's so funny, and then he was like, oh, man. "Oh, he was telling Spence that like, hey, you don't know my sources." I really Spence wonder like, who his sources are. I'll bet I are. do know your sources. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was Don Garber. Everyone. Tough scene. Don yeah, Garber it's got to be Garber. That's the only source that he could have that's better than whatever Spence has. I don't know who Spence. The moral has of the story is: don't I be so desperate to break news that you're like an idiot. Yeah, man. I heard we're signing Landon Donovan. A chump. <laughs> it's like it's not worth it coming across like that. Like yeah. if 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 Trevor broke if Trevor was tweeting out rumors like this every time he heard a rumor. 
and was right one out of 20 times and then referred to that one time as his as like evidence of my yes um knowledge please inside moves we would we would kick him off off pod he would be suspended without pay for weeks um yeah anyway we'd make him sign a new contract wasn't a contract but like a document he also said he doesn't know where he is playing yet so you sure as hell don't he said that to me earlier today well after will said that to you yeah after last night jake tweeted about how he was going to mexico yeah and then there was the mexican journalist who said he's going to pumas and then will said bofo doesn't know where he's playing i was like he's out of contract he can go where he wants (laughs) oh man and then the guy was like, yeah, dude, MLS rules are so dumb. I was like, yeah, you should probably at least try to learn them, though. <laughs> a little bit. Anyway. Le- learning oh, so- learning okay. stuff. So, Bofo. We didn't get anything for Bofo. That's a bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer, but also, like... It's going to happen sometimes, right? You're going to you're gonna miss on players. Um. And, well, yeah. I say that. RSL is going to miss on players. Yeah. And he... <laughs> they kind of showed yeah. that that's historically a thing that they do. But also, he left at a time, like... When we're going to miss on players. We've got yep. an interim assistant GM guy that is making all the moves right now. And Bofo decided to make a move in his career at the time that right as Craig was leaving. Yep. Yeah. That's like when Bofo was like, okay, I got to do something about it. Yeah. Should we have like signed Bofo to a new deal before Craig left? Probably. Yeah. You can make that. Maybe it is a bummer that Craig didn't sign him a year ago to an extension. Yeah. But, but also a year ago, he was still a bench player that was yeah. playing you know two three hundred minutes a year yeah and mls contracts are tricky and managing the salary cap is tricky and new contracts impact the salary cap and it's i understand the the intricacies can be difficult and i think it drives people away from mls yeah it absolutely it does i'm bummed that the club's losing him because i think he's a good player i'm bummed too but i it's just kind of a perfect storm i'm bummed the the club is losing him but i'm happy that he's He's at a good age to like go to try go to do something else. Get paid, yeah. So for him, this is definitely a good idea to get out of MLS for yeah. a while. And he, like, like he said on the, on the rival pod, he didn't really know why he wasn't playing um, after having like a good stretch there. But you know, may have something to do with a bad coach. It may have, yeah. I think. You think so? <laughs> I don't know. Can a coach influence that kind of thing? I, I think they just do what they're told. So yeah, probably right. So yeah, probably good, good for Bofo for uh, for heading out Pumas. That's a that's a really it's cool a, opportunity. I hope he club anyway. Yeah, I mean I don't know anything about about their current state, but I don't either. <laughs> I know that people that do know said it was a good move. Cool jerseys to go to that though. team instead of several other teams. We're all gonna get Bofo jerseys, to to. right? Atlas was another rumor, I believe. Dallas was a rumor, Tigres was a rumor, Chivas was a rumor, and he, I don't think he would have played at Tigres. He really should have followed in the shoes of MLS champion Luis Silva, honestly. Played Um, in Seattle and won a trophy? Yes. Mm. After, no, never mind. Winning trophies at Tigres? He should have first gone to that one university that Bob Sacco and our boy Luis. UC Santa Barbara. UC Santa Barbara. He should go play. He should go finish his degree at UC Santa Barbara. Come back to RSL. Go to Tigres. Then go to Seattle. Um, Actually, back to RSL. Then Seattle. And then win a championship. So, we know Luis Silva is the all-knowing player in MLS, right? He is. He's like the oracle of MLS players. Yeah. I want to use the word omnipotent here. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, he's not the oracle. I support he's him. He's the architect. Sorry. <laughs> I'd like Matrix Revolutions <laughs> reference. Okay. Luis Silva is he the cartographer of our reality. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we've got one more item on our news. Do we? Hey, list here. Second Hold page. Hold on. Did you just add something? No. Oh no, we do have one more. Okay. I can make it not the second page. There you go. <laughs> backspace, backspace, backspace. Okay. One, Mr. Kyle Beckerman, still not re-signed with the club. Still not still lots of anything qu- at all about. Lots of anything. questions. Uh, Elliot Fall talked today about about that. Uh, they he, they want to keep him in the organization. Yeah. Uh, they want to do what's best for him. That may be playing. It may not be playing. That's a lot of question marks, right? Like yeah, there's and and he has remained such an important player for us over the last decade uh, that n- not knowing if he's coming back next year, like really like. Our roster will be significantly impacted by that, right? Yeah. Yes. Now, whether you be. think he should be playing significant minutes moving forward or not is a different story. Uh, he's a locker room guy that's going to continue having an effect. I think if you know, I think that the locker room didn't fall apart when Mike Pecky was fired. Like probably, you know, he deserves a little bit of credit there. Yeah. At least some. Uh, he's I, clearly like a good human being, right? Yeah, obviously. Uh, doing some, some great charity work on reservations right now. Yes. And and it's fantastic. And, and to lose him now, like, just, I don't know. I, it, it makes sense, but. I think he's uh, going to retire. Yeah, I think so, too. But, but what would yeah. he do in the organization? Like, Hasn't he talked about wanting to be a coach? Not like a MLS, like starting at the academy and like coach youth stuff. Maybe. I feel like I read in an interview that he or something where he mentioned at some point he wanted to coach kids. I don't know. I don't know a lot about Kyle personally, other than well, fishing. I and think that's by design. That is absolutely by design, and that's <laughs> yeah. why I think he's going to retire. Is You're because a very private person, right? Yeah, the, I can appreciate the, that. Yeah, totally. The front office is being like weird, weirdly vague and cryptic about like today, like you just said, he's. The, his future of the club could be a variety of roles. Is that what yeah. they said? Yeah, they said something about it being a variety of roles, and they outlined, it, I think, an A, B, C, and D, and it was like he could be a player, he could be a sub, he could be um, in the front office somewhere. They would yeah. make up or a, a position Or he could just like, retire. Him. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, make, you make a position for Kyle Beckerman, right? They would do that, absolutely. Depending on the position. Really, anyone like, named Kyle. If Kyle Beckerman comes in and is like, I want to be team president, maybe you don't make that position. For no, him. I, I meant I you literally make up a position. Like, yeah. if he wanted to be... President of Kyle Beckerman. Executive yeah. vice president of Kyle he Beckerman. Could be like, he could yeah, be like smoke our... up, He could be smoking up the field with his soccer skills. <laughs> president of that. <laughs> yeah. He could be like our version of Frankie Hayduke. Yeah, where he's just like the club, the ambassador. And That's just right, goes to club ambassador. And tries to Dude, get he would totally be the the <laughs> club ambassador. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, that's what that's what not like a Frankie Haydu kind of character. Like Frankie, he's like a mascot basically. He runs around and is like trying to get people stoked out at the stadium. And like, yeah, he yeah, goes and hands like out Kyle. free tickets on at universities. And you you put Kyle Beckerman on the side of the field, like not in a coaching role. I bet he like runs on and makes a tackle. 
and I want to see that. He would just believe it hurt someone. Oh man! Or he, could, he the players could, they'd go to take a corner. He could have the position that we were missing when Taron Meyer and Matt Gash had to get into a physical altercation against he oh, could, the enforcer. He could just be like the yeah. bouncer. Yeah. yeah, he could be the club bouncer, the intimidator. Yeah, I, I like it. it. I don't know. There's gonna be something. He'll be around regardless. And and I think in future episodes we should break down what his departure or return means for you know this roster yeah because i think it does have some interesting effects i think if you want to keep him around you need a you need a system that he can play in and it doesn't mean he has to play every game but if you have a system where he doesn't make any sense uh you're i think you're losing something i still think you're choosing between playing kyle beckerman and demir krylock out of position or not playing Kyle Beckerman and yeah. Demir Krylock in position. Yeah. That's what we started to see. Yeah, that is definitely what we saw, right? Yeah. And I Trevor? feel very passionate about I don't about, have anything to add to that. I feel very passionate about that. But uh, Seattle 3-0. Trevor. I don't... I don't know. I don't I want to add anything. We'll see. I'm just going to go into it. Yeah, we'll just see. I honestly think that, like, I'll bet that Kyle's already made up his mind. Mm-hmm. And I put some money on the front office already knowing what his decision is. Yeah. And at this point, they're just waffling until they can put some kind of presentation together. Yeah. yeah. If, if is, it is to retire. Is there a or reason that he hasn't said, like, they haven't announced it yet? Is there, like, a date they have to wait for? Uh, so no, they, they he's, previously he's wanted out of, to wait. From what I understand, he's out of contract right yes, now. Yes, he's a free agent. He's oh, a free he agent. Really? So yeah. he... He can do whatever he wanted. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. And I feel like the club already knows what it is, and they're already like working based on that. But if it's not that he... That's why I think it's probably that he's just going to retire, because if I he was so going to resign, then there would be news that they're in contract talks. He's talking about resigning a two-year deal or a one-year deal or, or whatever, or yeah. maybe... Something like but that. But he, he's not going to talk to anybody else about this, right? Like No, but like the, him, the, I feel like the agent. team would put something out somewhere that's just like, we're in contract talks with Kyle Beckerman. Yeah. Yeah. The fact I just, that they I just haven't turned, done that uh, yet makes me think that he's probably going to retire, and the team is just waffling until yeah. they can put something together that's like a thank you, Kyle, presentation or press conference or something like that. Because I'm sure the team feels like he deserves it. Oh. I know the fans think he deserves oh, it. Oh, yeah. he absolutely does. And he absolutely um, does. And... But anyway, again, that's reading between the lines of speculation, but that's what I see happening is the team is just trying to keep that boat afloat until they have something that they can put out in the public Yeah, respecting whatever decision he makes, which I think is probably... I just turned retirement. on tweet notifications for Sam because I think that's... I think we're going to hear something like in the next week about Kyle. I, right? I think it's, you're right. There's a lot of roster stuff that's coming up soon. It's yeah, got to be within the sense. next week. I don't know. I don't know why I feel like that. But here we go. Hold tweet, on. The tweet notifications have been turned on. Ding. That That's me too. I'm not. I'm just going to... Wait for us to tell you. Yeah. It's we'll put show, it on the list and it's gonna show be up like, oh, that's news, huh? These days. You guys are really good about informing me things as they're happening. <laughs> we we live and die on our computers. We're We're, we're computer boys. I didn't know that Brooks was traded till like nine hours after. Yeah, that one kind of came out. That one did. That one definitely came out of nowhere. Like I didn't even. I didn't see rumors about that at all. That came. That was just like. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's the way this new front office is going to operate. I would kind of appreciate that. Yeah, we've had a a 
pretty leaky front office for the last eight years, yeah. roughly, right? Yeah. yeah. I think our longer way. I'm kind of tired talking. of the rumors, honestly. Yeah. Sometimes radio silence is better. Yeah. And the rumors that are usually right. Yeah. 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 I would love some good false rumors. Maybe we could start some. I would love to. I know who I'm going to spread them through. I just need to create some burner accounts first. There was a. Okay. Let's, let's get on it. A fun rumor that uh, a certain Argentine striker was talking to MLS clubs again. I know. Carlos Tevez? No. <laughs> uh, Cano? Cano? German Cano. That guy. Not, not Carlos Tevez. Dude, I do not trust that guy. Um, I think he's just. That whole saga was brutal. Are you going for more yeah. money? Yeah. His yeah. agent just uses MLS as a bargaining chip, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, that's sort of our lot in the world. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, it is. It's 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 reality. Like, they are using us as a, as a wall to bounce offers off of, Yeah, which is what well, happened. Well, that's, that's... He's good, though. He's that a, is the... The play. Like, that is the play. That's absolutely out of the I just don't agent think, bargaining. Totally. Playbook. I just don't think he, uh, Kano or Kano, whatever you say his name, is he, he is interested in coming here. But yeah. I have no idea. I, he was His name floated. Okay, I'm going to start fading this out there like an old Supreme one more thing track, I to, so. We just talked about one more thing I wanted to bring up. One more, one more thing. One more. Is it on the list? It's not on the list. Oh, Trevor. What is it? it? So I just thought about it. Sorry. Okay. We just finished the re-entry thing. There was a lot of players that were talking about being taken in re-entry, and Joao Plata's name was brought up a lot by a lot of people as a player that was probably going to be taken in the re and he didn't. Yeah, I bet he's going to Emelec. However you pronounce oh, it. Oh, no, he was, he was rumored to go to... No, sorry, I'm mixing up him and Sebastian Velasquez. Velasquez uh, is rumored to go to Colombia. Apparently yeah. he's gotten like first... Where's Emelec? Emelec's in Ecuador. Ecuador. They're like the one of the like, if not the top team, they're one of the top teams. Nice. In Ecuador. Yeah. Uh, rumors surfacing today that they were looking at a a top MLS winger. I'm. S- There's like one option <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. It's yeah. It's the Ecuadorian one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Top. Ecuadorian That'll be a bummer. I, I I miss good. I miss the good Plata days. Yeah. And I bet we'll have more news by the time we record the show. Oh, so. I'm sure we will. Nice. Okay, well, uh, let's let's Probably call by it a night. We release it. This was it. our completely original segment called News and Notes. Sorry, ah, Notes and News is what we like to <laughs> notes call it. Notes and News. Yeah, I like it. We should what write a jingle after? for that. <laughs> Do they have a jingle? <laughs> I think so. They they sometimes I should sing probably it. listen more. I only listen when it's just Jake. Wow, that's actually not true. I've also listened to an episode where there was no Jake, so it's like I listened to one full episode. But it yeah, was you've almost gotten that. Yeah. Wow. Apparently, I'm the only week follower, week to week follower of the rival pod. Yeah. The well, RSL show. I think they're very nice people, and I enjoy them all a lot. And mm. sounds like you don't really care. I would, I, I would invite them all in my home. <laughs> Sorry. It's like it's so late. I'm just glad that yeah, that's the one being called out for I, it, not yeah. me. I just have to. Yeah. Well, the, we, cro- we the clock know. struck. The, yeah, the clock struck 12:28. AM, so yeah, so it's about time to wrap this up because some of us got to be up for work in about five and a half hours. So, good night, everybody. Good night, guys. Say good night, Kyle. Oh, sorry. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't know we needed all three.